Pacific leaders like Fiji's ambassador and permanent representative to the United Nations, Satendra Prasad, is using the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women as a global grandstand to shine a light on women's rights. Women are disproportionately impacted by climate change, by biodiversity loss. The collapse of uh, coastal fisheries impacts upon women first. Any disaster impacts on women and girls differently and more intensely than it does on men. After two years of mostly virtual meetings due to the pandemic, this year negotiations for CSW66 have been held in person, with the exception of some online sessions. Mr Prasad says global financing for climate issues like grassroots initiatives led by women can evoke real change. Already Pacific receive on the front lines of climate change less than 2% of climate finance in grant systems goes to the small islands of the Pacific. Of this already very small share, less than 1% goes to women, uh, women's organisations. Lead researcher and staunch advocate for diversity and equality in the workplace, Professor Peggy Fairburn Dunlop is thrilled New Zealand took part. She was also a speaker on the Women's Economic Empowerment Panel. My mother and many others were the earliest migrants to New Zealand from Samoa and they came just happy to have any job. But they also brought with them these cultural norms of don't question because of respect, but also keep quiet for fear of losing your job. The discussion explored what the world would look like if women had the same access to leadership, decision-making and opportunities as men do in light of climate change and COVID-19. Professor Fairburn Dunlop says in any one year in New Zealand, women need to work six or seven weeks longer than men in the same role to achieve the same financial outputs, with Pacific women impacted even more so. My one question has been, you know, how many Pacific people are working in your workplace? How many women are working in your workplace generally? Where are they placed? You know, and what are their responsibilities? And the third one, which is particularly difficult, is and, and what is their pay? She says climate change clearly impacts Pacific women, with the recent volcanic eruption and tsunami in Tonga an example of this, explaining Pacific migrant women play a key role in sending remittances back home, especially in times of disaster. When you put that next to the fact that Pacific women in New Zealand are largely based in the lower levels of the workforce, then whatever Pacific families send back home has a significant impact on the quality of life, if you like, of Pacific families in New Zealand as well. New Zealand's Minister for Women, Jan Tanetti, says times of crisis, economic uncertainty and stress lead to an increase in sexual and gender-based violence. She says the pandemic's shadow has prompted a rise of domestic violence and so has climate change. Pacific Shifting the Power Coalition Fiji leader Sharon Bagwan Rolls supports 23 Pacific Island women leaders, empowering them to lead change in their region. She says the evidence is clear. We're at a point where I feel there can no longer be a need to ask the question, why should women be part of decision making around this big issue of climate change? But how can Pacific Island women 
be included. Ms Bhagwan Rolls is the only female leader who has been at CSW 66 in New York in person due to COVID-19. She believes more investment is needed for initiatives led by women on the ground in the Pacific. What we would ask of the Prime Ministers of both New Zealand and Australia is to think about how they can work to get those resources to women on the ground when they need it, in the amounts that they needed it as well. She wants UN agencies to include Pacific women in high-level discussions, saying having women at the centre will turn talks into action.